there. Thanks for joining me today for another episode of CAMP, a podcast on all things automation. I'm Amy Woldridge, VP of Operations and Customer Success. Today, I'm joined by Nikki Algren, founder and CEO of Hilo Talent Partners. Nikki has joined me for a discussion on the status of the current workforce, specifically in the world of RPA and technology. Nikki, it's so nice to have you join me today. Can you start by introducing yourself and your role in recruiting for the AI and RPA sector? course. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for having me. I'm Nikki Algren, and I am an expert talent matchmaker in the AI and RPA sectors. My company is Hilo Talent Partners, and we're not your average recruiting agency, but we're Catalyst for Growth and Success. And we do that by talent matchmaking for startups to mid-sized companies in healthcare, technology, and the manufacturing sectors. Um, Our comprehensive suite of services includes Um, full-time direct hires, as well as people operations consulting. And we're really designed on making your business grow and thrive by filling niche roles, building teams, and getting those right people in the organization to make you grow. That sounds amazing. Let's start by learning a little bit about some of the challenges um, you and maybe others that are in a recruitment um, position are facing specifically in this sector. Well, I think it's not unique, but um, one of the biggest challenges is the high demand for top talent and sorting through and figuring out who that is. Um, There's a lot of companies also competing for that same pool of candidates, so it's really difficult to find the right fit for each role. Additionally, the AI and RPA sectors are constantly evolving. Technology is one of the fastest growing and moving, changing um, sectors there is, so it's really important to keep up with the latest trends and technologies. This goes for the candidates, of course, as well as the, the organizations to find the right individuals, the right skills and expertise that's going to keep them ahead of the curve and keep them growing and going in the right direction. So I'd like to dig in a little more on the competitive candidate pool. Like what's going on right now? Why is it this competitive? Um, I'm definitely in any opportunities I've had to recruit in the last couple of years. I've, you know, it's hard. It's really hard to find um, talent. And especially if there are requirements like U.S. based um, um, U.S. you know pe- folks that are working here in the United States. So I'd just like to know a little more from your perspective, what you think is going on? Well, I think if we take a step back for a minute, um, I think all companies right now are realizing, have realized that they must embrace an intelligent automation strategy to continue Mm -hmm. to remain relevant, continue to stay ahead of the curve, stay ahead of their competition. If we look at how the Fortune 500 stands today, those companies that you know that are play a big role and influence in our lives today, There's going to be nine new firms to 10 new firms each year that are replacing some of those Fortune 500s. And in a number of years, we're going to see a completely new tranche of companies that have edged their way to the top. So what does that mean? That means legacy companies that we know, especially those ones that have been built through acquisition, who have acquired multiple companies, they might have a lot of technology debt. Um, They need to really now, if they haven't already get ahead of this curve of thinking about intelligent automation, you know, to think about automating those mundane processes, but looking at those complex processes as well. So that's that translates into more data, better predictive modeling, and better product offerings that are staying modern and staying competitive from a price perspective and just relevancy perspective. So with that, and this space is relatively young. Um, so finding 
talent that's got the expertise to take those product roadmaps to the next level and execute it with a high level of rigor, quality, and expertise is going to be huge. Um, we're lucky that we've got a number of years under our belt now, but again, that technology keeps changing. It's moving quickly, and as soon as we learn it and understand it, there's something new and something else out there that we can embrace. So, you know, not just resting on our loyals, but staying ahead of that and being really aggressive in um, the talent, and it puts more pressure on individuals working in those organizations to continue to have a learning mindset and to be able to um, pick things up quickly, continue to um, grow and evolve themselves, their own skills to continue to remain relevant. So you can see how working with a company like yours is kind of keeping their finger on the pulse of everything could be really beneficial. Thanks. So yeah, how do you go about identifying top talent for this sector? Well, we have to use a variety of methods. Um, there's no one way today um, with job boards, job posts, LinkedIn or other. Um, they really have to be catchy. They can't just look like a standard job post. It has to be different. It has to be relevant. It has to be eye-catching and appealing, um, as well as you know, getting to where the people are. So the talent today, you need to go to conferences. You need to go to industry events. You need to have a very deep network of industry contacts that you can leverage. So there's a number of ways you have to go about that in order to remain competitive in my field as a, um, a recruiting agency and people and talent organization. Um, but we also use our own versions of data and analytics and predictive modeling to help identify those candidates across the hard skills and soft skills to get, get that right um, experience and expertise. That sounds like a pretty thorough process. Um, could you give me an example of a successful placement you've had in the RPA AI space? Absolutely. Well, one recent success story is with a leading RPA SaaS provider, Wink Wink, as we um, brought on and helped them place a senior intelligent automation program manager. And that role works very closely with the business and needs to understand strategy, financials, return on investment, as well as be able to influence and work closely with IT. It's a very challenging role. Um, but what we did is worked with the leadership team and identified the needs and developed a recruiting strategy that included sourcing these candidates from a variety of channels, like I mentioned, heavily on the passive candidate approach to find people that are not actively applying, but people that could be really great for the job and in a home that um, this might be better suited for, um, as well as, you know, of course, conducting very detailed structured interviews that touch on um, leveraging my own experience in this space coming from a technology and a, an implementer as well um, to help identify those that right talent, that right person for the job. Ultimately, the client had a very successful hire. That's good to hear. Um, I'm curious to know a little more about um, some of the, you know, how you keep, as we said earlier, you keep your finger on the pulse of things. Like, where are you getting your information about current market trends um, and those that are impacting recruitment in this space? Yeah, well, a couple of things that I'll recommend, and I'm I'm just kind of jumping ahead to staying ahead of industry events and industry trends. So there's a lot of things out there. Um, there's publications, there's networking events, there's conferences. And I want to share with this group a couple that might be worth looking into um, if you're interested in it as well. So from a conference perspective, um, you might want to consider looking into the AI Summit. 
um, timing wise, I'm kind of working my way backwards in the year here, but they are a global series of conferences focused on AI technology impact on business and society. So it's a really cool conference that's happening in New York in December of this year. Um, there's also uh, specific technology conferences, UiPath being one of the leaders in the space. They have an event called UiPath Forward. I believe it's the fourth or fifth year already this year that they're doing it. Forward five. Is it five? Yeah. Wow. Um, it's amazing how how big those conferences are and they continue to grow. I think COVID years put a little bit of a damper on it, but I expect it to be pretty big again this year. But the annual focus is, of course, focused on the RPA technology, their full breadth and depth of products across the intelligent automation spectrum and its application in different industries. So that is happening in October of this year in Las Vegas. And then there's the International Joint Conference on artificial intelligence. And that is a very prestigious global conference. And they have experts in AI and research and development all across the globe. This year, um, it happens to be in Macau in August, if anyone can swing that one. They have had some really interesting destinations where they've done that. It's a nonprofit organization that was founded back in 1969 and based out of California. So just imagine how they've evolved over the last number of years. Um, couple other ideas, and I know all these will be shared at the end of this mm -hmm. podcast here, so no, no need to write any of this down, but um, some other industry publications that might be worth exploring is AI Business. It's a publication on all the latest developments in AI and its application in the business world. There's also the Robotics Business Review. It's That one's really focused on robotics technology across industries like manufacturing, healthcare, and logistics, if that's in your field of interest. There's Information Week. That one is focused on technology trends and developments in both AI and RPA. And then another good one and last one here is the AI Journal. And that one is trends on AI impacting society and the ethical considerations and social implications of that. So there's just a few examples. There's tons of them out there, but um, it might be something if you're in the candidate field and you're looking for mm -hmm. how to stay relevant and to stay up to date. If you're in my field and recruiting and you want to also stay up to date, but of course, I'm sure you're well versed in all of this being in the middle of it and helping your clients. Well, thank you. Yeah, and just as you mentioned, we'll we'll be sure to add um, a list of, of of some of those that you've mentioned at the conclusion of this episode. Um, so thinking about those trends and what you're, you know, all the the great resources that you've shared, could you maybe point out or highlight a couple of those current market trends that are impacting recruitment currently? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we've seen in the industry trends go in the direction of needing the talent to be more well-versed across the intelligent automation spectrum. So that means that the talent's expected to know multiple types of technologies, not just RPA, for example. RPA is expanded into many different areas, including natural language processing, data science, computer vision, machine learning. Um, and the candidates now are expected to know how all of that's going to come together with an end-to-end -end solution. They have to work well together. They have to play well together. They're getting more complex, more end-to-end, -end, more of those piecemeal parts of the process have been already automated. And now we want it to come together cohesively. And so what that means from a talent perspective and those trends there is that we're expecting a lot on these candidates to, to know and to be well-versed in. Um, those those projects are very cross-functional in business nature and the acumen there. Um, 
functionally wise experience in finance and accounting or banking or healthcare, revenue cycle management, even those core niches are becoming very relevant um, as well. So I think that's one area that um, I see a little bit of concern, but we have to remain curious and we have to continue to stay relevant. All of us do, but I think that that's a big one. So sort of knowing that, what what advice might you give to companies who are looking? What are some some takeaways they might well, I think that um, for, for clients that are looking, I think it's really important to take a step back and, and think about what your business goals are. Um, if this is going to be a big program that you want to roll out holistically and you see this as part of your roadmap into the future, which I hope they do, um, they're going to want to consider their mix of in-house resources that they want to bring on board versus leveraging a third-party partner with core expertise and cross-functional depth within this space, such as CampTech that can come on board and help them execute this. So I think that first knowing how do you want this to look, not just in the near term, but the long-term strategy, long-term might be three years. We're not talking 10, we're talking three. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and really thinking about your talent strategy that goes behind that in order to get um the right combination of in-sourced support as well as um, consultants. That's great. One thing that I think we're hearing a lot of as well is this idea of fractional work or interim hiring. Um, do you see this applying or impacting the AI RPA sector? There's always been the concept of staff augmentation and most large companies leverage staffing firms, for example, to augment their teams to yeah. allow for variability in their, their volume of work. So you ramp up or you ramp down depending on the needs. This isn't very different. Um, I think they're the new buzzwords, fractional and interim. Um, however, what is new about that is that's applying more to the senior level roles, which hadn't been a thing necessarily in the past. So fractional, CHROs, COOs, CFOs are becoming much more popular in terms of conversation. Um, now, I don't necessarily see that changing or applying here to the RPA AI space because really, that companies need full-time support and resources that are going to be there for the long haul, be there as, as they grow their multi-year complex programs and strategies. And so they're really thinking about outsourcing this to a consulting firm, again, like Hamtech, or they're bringing this in-house. And so I don't see that applying in the same way. Interesting. That's great. Um, can you tell me a little bit about, so we've been speaking a lot about sort of what companies like Camp Tech or others that might be in a recruiting position are doing, but what are, um, you know, what are you doing with the folks that are the talent? Um, you know, how are you working with them to identify their specific hiring needs, I guess? Working with the clients, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, you know, it, there's just so much here. Um, and I think clients are left looking for answers and looking for help from the outside. They don't always get it from recruiting agencies. A lot of agencies kind of expect that strategy or that job description to be handed for them and they'll go take that order and they'll go execute. Um, but I think that they're Companies now are looking for true partners from a human capital partner perspective to dive in deeper, to help advise them on what those strategies look like. Mm -hmm. um, 
And because of my background as a previous CHRO, head of people in operations for a consulting firm, as well as having a lot of depth and experience um, in, in the industry of RPA, AI, and healthcare, for example, um, being able to take that and apply it beyond just working as a recruitment agency, but really as an, a business partner, somebody yeah. who can see the people's strategy and have it come together. So we always take a step back from the job description to go upstream of that, to say, what's your business needs? What's your goals? To do a lot of ideation and planning around that to make sure what you need today is really going to help solve your more strategic vision and goals for the year or multi-year strategy. Great. It definitely, you know, from, from the our perspective, having been in recruitment um, positions recently, in terms of we were looking for talent um, and trying to do it on our own, it, it felt very um, narrow, the, 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 the sort of pool of candidates that we were looking for. Um, and I think, you know, that's just because that's not what we do on a day to day. And I can speak from experience using companies or our firms like Kilo Talent. It's um, it just feels so much, it's a relief to have somebody else who sort of knows the market, is paying attention to those trends um, and staying on top and really keeping their finger on the pulse of things. So I can, you know, certainly appreciate that partnership piece um, very much. What would you say are maybe other benefits to working with a company like Kilo Talent? I think it's you know, speed to results um, with every organization. Once you have the idea that you need to hire or the budget to hire, time is money and the ability to execute on an annual roadmap for this year. If you're looking at your annual budget, your annual plans and your annual return on investment, you got to move after it really quickly. And I'm seeing um, some clients have open positions for months, six months, eight months, nine months. Um, so it can really um, extend and you're eating and chipping away at what you think you're going to accomplish by the end of the year. Um, management teams, leadership, executives, they have goals they need to hit by the end of the year. Like, like all the individuals in the organization, MBOs, goals, their bonuses are tied to what are they going to accomplish? And in order to get there and to achieve those goals, you need the right people to get in and to execute that quickly. So I think that's a, that's a, a big piece here at play is to, um, close that gap. Don't let these wrecks sit open for six months, nine months when you can easily turn something like that around. I say easily. <laughs> That's a little bit um, um, inaccurate, but you know, you get the right person that knows it, that can find it quickly. Um, you're going to be able to close that in a matter of weeks versus months, which I think is key to success and knowing and feeling confident that you um, assessed the market, you've done your homework and due diligence, and it's been thorough, vetted, as well as unbiased. So that's a big piece of this too, which is ensuring that throughout the process, you're finding the right candidate from a diversity, equity, and inclusion perspective, and you're removing bias from the process to make sure the right person's getting the job. Great. That's huge, I think. This has all been so helpful. I, I just want to recap quickly because some of the things that we've learned today um, being there's a high demand for top talent in this sector, specifically RPA AI. Um, Kilo Talent sources their candidates in multiple ways by attending conferences, searching job boards, using data analytics and predictive modeling as a couple of examples. Um, some of the trends that um, you're seeing in the market include an increased interest in recruiting talent 
that have AI skills and experience, as well as talent that has soft skills because of the increase in their responsibilities working across functional teams. Um, you also shared many ways in which folks like us can stay informed about what those trends might be, um, certainly in the industry and thereby how it could impact their staffing and recruitment strategies. Um, and those include publications and conferences. Again, we'll share those at the end of the, the episode. Um, and we also learned a little more about Hilo Talent's specific approach and, and the benefits of working with a niche talent firm like, like yours. Um, sound, does that sound like a pretty good recap? You got it. Thanks for um, doing that. that. That sounded good in summary. Awesome. Well, this has been really great and a lot of fun. And I um, this is certainly a topic close to my heart, given that I'm overseeing um, talent acquisition at Camp Tech Software. So I really appreciate your time, Nikki. Um, but I'm afraid we're going to have to wrap it up. Um, so thank you very much for joining us. Well, and if any so of our... Yeah. If any of our listeners are interested, we'll, we'll be sure to also post Nikki's contact information along with Hilo, Hilo Talent's website. Um, but until next time, enjoy the automation journey.